Are we friends in real life? How about online? I want to invite you, my friend, to come to michellefox.com and plug into our community. I will tell you, at the time of this recording, we are planning some really juicy programs to help support you, especially if you are one of my friends who are dealing with perimenopausal or menopausal symptoms. And I would hate for you to miss out on the offerings. So go to michellefox.com, scroll down to about the middle of the page. You will have an option to grab a free meal planner, which wink, wink, will get you one step ahead of some of the students that we will have in class in the month of May. You also have an opportunity to grab a free guide on my favorite three sugar substitutes. Yes, I'm talking to you with the sweet tooth. And then we also have the guide to freshly stored veggies. And that is for my friends who are sick and tired of looking at moldy, wilted veggies in their fridge. No more. I've got you. Grab that guide at the middle of the page. And if you're like, Michelle, I've got this, but I do want to know what's happening because I can feel it. It's going to be big then of course, there's plenty of other buttons on the page to say, join our community. And my friend, I would sincerely love to have you here. So again, go to michellefox.com and get plugged in because I am telling you, you do not want to miss this goodness starting really soon. All right, so let's dig into this episode where we are talking to my friend, Clara Ku. This subject, moving from employee to entrepreneur, I know you, I see you, whether you've already made the leap or you're just thinking about it. I really think you're going to enjoy this conversation. So get comfy, plug in, and I'll talk to you soon. Welcome to Healthy Sexy Nutrition with me, Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority or you avoid planning your meals, you, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, discover new recipes, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You are a busy professional, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. So let's dig in. Today, we are talking about making the transition from employee to entrepreneur. And for my friends and the community, you already know my heart is so lit up because this has been my journey. And I have a really special friend here who has some tools for you in case you are considering coming on the adventure because there's only so much I can do to to pull you in. But, you know, we're keeping it in the community. And so this guest is Clara Koo, who left her corporate job in 2020 to launch her creative agency called Conquer the Digital Empire. Yes, this has enabled Clara to travel as a digital nomad. And she has two missions, 
One, it's to help aspiring travelpreneurs leave corporate jobs that they're unhappy in so that they can be full-time entrepreneurs doing what they love and having the freedom to work and travel wherever they want. And then two, her other mission is to help business owners create their first course or coaching program, wink, wink, to increase the income and impact of their business so that they can shift from serving groups of people instead of only working one-to-one. So Clara, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for inviting me and for being part of this community, this amazing community you've built. I'm really honored that you had me on your podcast. Oh my goodness. Yes. I have to say, just watching you online alone, you and your husband, the work you're doing in the world, which we will get to very, very soon because I've got quite a few questions, but it's been a pleasure just watching your journey. So thank you for being here today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yay. And so before we get into some tactical tools and and jumping in and really encouraging the community to live their passion and to have more freedom the way you and I have created over some time, I would love to invite you to play a game with me. Are you open? Yes, I love I love rapid fire games if that's what you're about to do. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay, first things first. Your favorite movie of all time. Oh man, it would have to be Pride and Prejudice. I'm a big Jane Austen fan and I love romance and I love period pieces. So all of those combined into that movie specifically because Pride and Prejudice has been told many times. The Kira Knightley version is the one that I will watch on repeat no matter what. So that's my favorite movie. Oh, we're soul sisters right there. As soon as you said <laughs> Kira Knightley, you're in. And okay. <laughs> love it. What about this? Sweet, salty, or savory? I'd have to say salty. Probably a big oversalter. I mean, if I could add salt to something, I I will. But that's just kind of my guilty pleasure. I, I like salt a lot in, in my dishes. Like really flavorful, more salty, but better. Ah. I shouldn't be saying own. this to you because of the niche. No, <laughs> actually, the only reason I pause is because I'm like, I want to jump into the coaching. I'm like, well, actually, you can just have sea salt because, you know, fun fact, sea salt has a close pH level to our blood system. And so you can have even more flavor okay. as opposed to the sodium and chemical laden white stuff. So just switch over to sea salt and, and it's all good. Okay, I will do that now. So I will feel as guilty. All right, sea salt. Thank you. Thank no you for making out. me feel better. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I, I gotcha. <laughs> about this? One of your favorite childhood memories in the kitchen? In the kitchen, I would say it's probably just watching my mom Filipino dishes. So I'm, I'm Filipino American and I, I I love our I love our cuisine and just sort of watching I guess my favorite Filipino dish I ever have her make for me is something called arascaldo. It's like a chicken rice porridge dish. And whenever I was sick, it wasn't chicken noodle soup that I would get. It would be arascaldo. That would be my go-to meal. And just watching her do it and then just learning how to make it for myself. That that's a really big homey memory as a as a Oh, I'm salivating just the way that sounds. <laughs> How amazing. What a gift. 
Ah, all right. Well, speaking of family, I know you and your husband at the point where you and I met were in a different country and traveling and looking like you're living your best life. So can <laughs> you just let us in a little bit? Like, what is your entrepreneurial story at this point? You know, I started freelancing while I was in, in college. So even as a college student, I, I would do freelance. I was a graphic designer, graphic design gigs, photography gigs. And that's actually where I first met my husband in college. We were paired up in the Filipino Student Association because we'd both written that we had an interest in photography and video. And our beginnings of our relationship was doing creative projects together. So like after we graduated and we each went, you know, into the corporate field, that design aspect, that creative aspect was still always there for me. So throughout my whole corporate career, I was actually always still freelancing on the side. And then you know, that desire to just eventually leave and be my own boss full time that grew over those eight years I was in corporate until I finally made the leap together with my husband. We actually both left our jobs at the same time in April 2020. And that was quite a plan in the making. But once we took the leap together, we knew that we wanted to do this journey together. So much of my story is being able to work with my husband, like my my romantic soulmate and my creative soulmate in building this business together of conquer the digital empire. Yeah. And, and and then we both had like that shared level of travel too. And I think so much of why we were able to do so much is because that shared passion, that shared interest um, I was able to have with my husband at the same time. Because sometimes like whenever you partner with someone, if you're sort of not on the same page, you're not ready to jump into the same things together, the progress isn't quite as fast. But for both of us, it was sort of being in lockstep with each other the whole time that has made a big difference for us in the progress we've made as entrepreneurs. And what I have seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, you have two separate businesses at this point, but doing similar things. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because in the beginning, we had three businesses. I had two on my own and he had one on his own. And then Conquer the Digital Empire was the one where we finally combined our efforts because the thing is behind the scenes. We were asking each other for help on each other's client gigs anyway. So it's like, why not make this official? So Conquer the Digital Empire is the main one, the creative agency that you introduced earlier. That's what we work on together. Um, my husband's passion is film. So he has a separate one for just his anime-inspired film work. So we both love anime, but he wants to be an anime film director. So that's his on the side. And what's been actually really interesting, especially working with my husband, is making sure that you know, he's supporting with my dreams and passion, and I want to make sure I reciprocate and do the same. And that's just been a big part, too. Like one of the challenges, like carving enough time so that we're still both serving each other's biggest passions. We're our, each other's biggest supporters as well. But yes, he does have a separate film studio production. That is such a blessing. And so just speaking to the title of our episode today, making the transition from employee to entrepreneur. I know for me, that was a really tough time. I, just so you know, I worked in investment banking for almost 25 years. So very corporate, very linear. And so on paper, it looks like a huge jump from that to, you know, culinary nutrition full time. What I will say, it, it was definitely a step-by-step -step process. So I was working corporate once I decided what I wanted to do. And I would do culinary nutrition in the evenings, weekends, holidays, really anytime I could jump in there and help people with their nutrition, I was all about it. However, when it came time to actually make the leap 100%, 
I can tell you, even though I had my six month plan and I saved the money and I had the six month, you know, savings, it still was really hard. Like once I had everything written down and on paper, I'm like, okay. And you know, the support of my husband, similar to you, so grateful for that. For me, it was really still, I guess I would say scary jumping into entrepreneurship. So can you share with us maybe a little bit of your experience? And I would love to hear about perhaps the people you work with as well. Yeah, it's so funny you said that phrase on paper, if I could just chime in there, because I I sort of say the same thing to like on paper, I felt like I should have been very satisfied with my job because I was making good money. There was a path to move up the ladder. I had a good team. So, you know, all those check boxes that supposedly is what makes you happy on paper were being checked, except for the biggest checkbox, which was that own sort of my only creative fulfillment wasn't being filled. Similar to you, you know, a big part of that journey of leaving was saving up, like, you know, calculating what is our number? What is that dream number that if we save enough time or save enough money, we're not so stressed that first year. So we did that as well. I feel like for me, like the scariest part was when we finally left and it was you know, the the weight of having to find these clients because, well, because we had to, there was like no one else going to do it for us. Sort of that weight, that's when it really sort of came down. And I think, honestly, my biggest challenge originally, I don't know if this is for you, was setting the boundaries of how much time I was going to work. Because all of a sudden, all that nine to five structure of corporate life is out the window and it's suddenly the tendency is like, oh, now it's 24 seven trying to make it work. <laughs> exactly. That part right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it would be doubly hard because suddenly my my husband is my business partner and the bleeding together of like, are we talking about something for personal stuff or are we talking about something for the business? It all started to blur together. So that became also a, a sort of a second challenge in addition to like finding the clients. I think the biggest thing in that first few months in terms of like getting a gig really was I was on the hunt in Facebook groups where my target audience was. And whenever there'd be a Facebook post that says, hey, I'm looking for someone who can help me with X, Y, Z. And I was like, well, I have that skill set. And I'd reply and we'd try to do the DMs and just sort of being scrappy that way. Um, but yeah, it, it, like, it was scary because, you know, one out of five times someone actually responds and one out of five times from that, they actually turn into something, right? But really, that's where I, I, I started first, like in a Facebook group responding to comments. Fantastic. I yeah. actually just wrote down that note as I'm, you know, promoting a, a workshop right now. I'm like, that is brilliant. <laughs> so thank you, mm-hmm. Clara Koo. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, and I don't know, if, did that answer the question of like getting started and how scary it is? Absolutely. And I imagine with your clientele now, as you've been growing and, and putting your message in the world, I imagine people are still coming to you with some of their fears. Like, are there certain things that you tell them and or certain things you want to tell my community for the the friends who may be looking at making this big transition? Yeah, we've actually even had a couple of friends in, in our circle who've approached us because they're also thinking about it. I think the biggest thing was emphasizing like, hey, it's it's really the savings and the business setup that you should try to take care of before you fully take the leap. Because year one of entrepreneurship is going to be stressful no matter how you slice it. But if you're trying to take on 
you know, the stress of marketing yourself at the same time of building all of those essential business elements at the same time. Oh man, like that's a lot of late nights and frustration. So it was trying to encourage them to like, there are so many things you can do before you leave, but when, when you still have that safety net, when you still have that, you know, ability to have time and money coming in. And I think people maybe underestimate how long it might take to save up till you get to a comfortable point where you can take that leap without nearly as much worry. Because we've had a, we've had a couple of people who told me like, they feel like they have to go back now to their full-time job because their, their runway is running out. They didn't maybe quite save enough to get them through that first phase where they're still looking for clients. And so I think that's almost one of those areas where people might underestimate how, how important it is to do that. That makes a ton of sense. And so if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying have a plan, have that exit plan, have the financial plan, have the emotional plan, knowing that it life will feel different on the other side. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you're able to clear off all that planning, then you can devote more time and energy to finding the clients, which is really, that's the number one thing, right? When you're on your own, like, where am I? Who's going to hire me? Where am I get going to get money without feeling like, well, how should I invoice someone? <laughs> like, you know, like just figuring out those things beforehand. Fantastic. I will say the crossover that you and I have with the people I like to call it my community. So crossover for your community and my community are transitions. In the nutrition world, a lot of people don't always understand how to eat for their body type. And when they hear the nutritionist is coming, then all of a sudden, you know, the walls can go up and it's like, don't take away my candy. Don't take away my coffee. You know, (laughs) don't whatever it is. And I always try to meet people where they are and let them know there are plenty of alternatives so that you can still have what you want. Like, I'm not taking anything away from you. So I really try to work with people, like I say, meet them where they are and then help walk them hand in hand through their transition to having the body and a life that they love. For you, with your community, it sounds like you truly help people to see where they are, perhaps share planning with them and help them move from corporate to entrepreneurship. Am I correct there? Yes. And it, and it's really helping them understand, like, the thing is, everyone's situation is different because I'm, I'm someone who left my job and I, I didn't have kids, for example, to support. There wasn't that extra, that wasn't a factor for me. Someone in your community might be listening, they want to leave their job, but maybe they have children and there's Perhaps for them, there's more considerations, there's more money they'd have to save before they can just take that leap. The steps are essentially, in my mind, they're the same, but having like a realistic understanding of the time frame to, to fulfill those steps does fluctuate depending on that person's situation. So like, like what you're saying, it's really important that the person understands what context that they're trying to leave from and that it's very different from someone who is in their early 30s leaving you know, leaving their job without kids. And I'm very like conscious of that too, that there's flexibility in saying like, hey, these are the steps to follow, but don't beat yourself up if you're not like leaving your job in three months or or six months, whatever it is, because you might have a very different situation than, you know, someone else, like even myself. So yeah, having those options, having that flexibility and giving yourself grace that you're on your own journey. That is the power word right there is grace. Even as my business continues to expand, there are, I don't mind admitting, some really, really tough days. And so I have to constantly be reminded, 
give myself grace, also to lean in the mm-hmm. power of God. That has been my journey this past year, year and a half. So thank you for that reminder. I appreciate that. I also want to take a step back to something you said earlier, which was you had the eight to five with corporate and you moved into the 24-7 with entrepreneurship. Has that shifted at all for you, Claire Koo? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Good, good. Um, tell us more and tell us how. I want to share some boundaries, things we've we've established now. So like, <laughs> the biggest one was having that separation of like, when are we actually going to take meetings? Like once we actually started having clients come in the door, when are we actually meeting with these clients? So the biggest shift happened when we were intentional of saying, hey, when we're going to have client meetings, it will be Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now, an occasional one might speak through if, if the client has to reschedule, but we're pretty firm Tuesdays and Thursdays our client-focused days, and that's where we'll meet with them. And then we had lots of time barriers to say, hey, after 5 p.m., we are talking just about personal things. Unless it's an emergency, like, hey, let's, let's, let's table it. Let's put our questions. We have a project management tool. We'll put our stuff in there. It can be addressed the next day. Because I would say I, I'd be guilty, like, we'll be driving in the car, and suddenly car rides become like, oh, it's meeting time. I'm in the passenger seat. I have things I can say and do now, right? That's so the car ride, do, for sure. For the sure. car ride became impromptu meetings, and my husband was like, you know, I, we're just going to dinner. And I'm like, you're right. I'm so sorry. So, yeah, basically time blocking for specific client meeting stuff and then blocking off time frames of, like, we're going to stop talking about this at this time. and. You know, we're not always perfect. Sometimes stuff slips through, but just repeating that to ourselves over and over. And the other big thing that we implemented was, this is from the corporate world, we did a daily stand-up where it's this 10-minute block of time where we're just reviewing what's on the calendar, what's on our to-do list, and are there any blockers that we need from each other to, to, to help out with. And that might seem like overkill, and but just even with this, the two of us, it just helps so much more with communication and suddenly I'm not interrupting his work time on something I didn't know he was working on and vice versa. So that was huge. And we we do it. We do it every day. That is beautiful. Well, I truly believe that I would always rather have too much information than not enough, especially when it comes to the business. So mm-hmm. that sounds just a so few powerful. Minutes. Yeah, just a few minutes. Like it can make a big difference in how the rest of that day is going to go. Yes, I'm getting goosebumps. My husband and I have something similar, although we are in very different businesses from each other. Every Sunday evening, we'll sit down with our calendar and we'll also look at the budget. And so we have that 30 minutes on the calendar every single week. And that's been a game changer for us. We started doing that maybe six years ago. And I noticed the weeks that whether we're traveling or we just sometimes kind of blow it off, the rest of the week feels a little wobbly. But the weeks that we do it, it's like, yes, like we both have our marching orders and we feel more connected that way. And so I'm with you. It's such a blessing to be able to have a partner that will check in with you. And it's true of what you said about wobbly when we skip it, because we're not perfect. Sometimes we skipped it. You can quickly see like, oh man, we're getting frantic again. <laughs> yes. Back. yes. So now for my friends who are listening and they are still in that employee space and they are listening to us and they're like yeah easy for you michelle easy for you clara do you have any words of wisdom to let them know especially for my friends who might have this burning desire but might might not have that confidence to make those bigger steps to make a change in their lives 
I would say one of the big things that really helps with that confidence is taking a look at what your support system is like. You know, in my case, I was one of, I was probably the only one in my friend circle and in my family who wanted to take this leap into entrepreneurship. So within my own personal circle, I didn't quite have someone I could model my journey after. So I had to make like intentional points to like find, find where that group of people were. That's where I was joining different entrepreneur groups and in forums and whatnot. And so if, if you're someone who wants to take that leap and is feeling unsure, ask yourself, is there a support group that you, if you don't have it now, that you can find, that you can join? Because it really is important and on the days when it gets hard and lonely, what keeps you going often is the people around you, the people who can give you that encouragement. And so finding just even two to three people who are on that journey to be, you know, to be on that journey with you will make a really big difference in the long run. And also in that making that first scary leap. And then the other thing is, you know, when you, when you, when you look at your life and what it is that you're trying to do, what sort of legacy are you trying to leave? I feel like those who are really driven more by legacy and making their mark in the world, there's a certain strength that you find within yourself that you know, you can do hard things and it's in doing the hard things that you're going to make such a big impact, blaze a path that people around you haven't seen blaze before. And you could be that spark for them too. The times where I get, you know, a little disappointed in, in, in my own efforts, I have to constantly step back and be like, okay, it's one step closer to the legacy that I want to leave. And that more than anything can, can spur you on forward. That is so beautiful. And you yourself are creating community with your workshops that you are hosting right now. Is that true? Yes, yes. So much of my work initially was with one-on-one -on -one clients and, and that has been wonderful. And it's been the reason I've been able to grow the business the way I have. But trying to get more impact by working with groups of groups of entrepreneurs has really been the big shift that I've, I've been making in my business. And so that's why I started hosting more live virtual workshops so to make it more convenient for people to work with me at, you know, different time zones in different places. And that energy of working with a group of people, it's so different. It's it's so energizing. As I'm sure you know, like with, with the people that you've gotten to work with. Oh, my goodness. I love group coaching. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, wonderful. Well, I love I put I wrote down this big note on this sticky pad quote from Clara Koo be that spark. Oh my goodness. So beautiful. Ever since I've known you, you have been a spark in my life. So thank you for showing up the way that you do in the world. Absolutely. And so do you have anything else to add before we close out? Yes. So speaking of workshops, there is one workshop that I'm, I'm really excited to host. So Michelle mentioned in the beginning that I'm I would really love to help entrepreneurs who actually want to launch their first course or coaching program and get it out there in the world. A big part of getting your course out there, uh, setting up what's called the launch plan, which is all the strategy, timeline, and objectives involved in actually getting your course out there on time without all of that overwhelm that comes with not knowing all the steps you need to take. So I actually do have a workshop called Create Your 90-Day Launch Plan in 90 Minutes. And I'll, I'll be sharing a link with Michelle for her to include. But yeah, if, if you're someone who wants to get your new course or coaching program out there and launch it with success, then I would love to support you in that effort. 
What a fabulous resource. Oh my goodness. Our community is so lucky to have this access to you. So yes, we will absolutely put the link in the show notes for this episode. Thank you for sharing that. And then where else can people find you if they want more Clara Koo Sparks? Well, our, our website is conquerthedigitalempire.com. So that's where we have blogs and other resources for entrepreneurs to you know scale their dream business. And I would say also Instagram. Instagram is also at conquerthedigitalempire.com where we do fun reels. You'll get to see my husband apply his anime infused style and how he edits our videos. So you can see also what his work looks like as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It truly has been a pleasure to spend time with you. And thank you so much, Rochelle. You have so much warmth and, and grace in your and just how you are and how you've cultivated this community. So I admire you very much. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Will you help me out? I would be so honored for a review on one of your favorite podcast platforms. Because when you do that, it helps others to find us. And it truly will help my goal of building healthier communities one person at a time. Here is one review written by, I think it's fair to guess, my number one fan. Some of you might know him as Hot Husband. Stephen P. Black, he says, five stars, the knowledge. I appreciate the thoughtful and playful way Michelle and her guests share their knowledge and effort to uplift everyone. Thank you, baby. I sincerely appreciate you taking a moment to share a review. So if you too would be so kind as to leave your thoughts about this podcast, I would be sincerely grateful. It is also likely that I will give you a shout out on this podcast as well. I would love to read your review on the next episode. So again, go to your favorite podcast platform, leave a review. And you never know if you'll pop up. Thanks so much for listening to Healthy Sexy Nutrition. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet! I've got show notes for you at michellefox.com forward slash podcast. Click over there when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you just learned on today's show. And of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities one person at a time. Big love from your favorite culinary nutritionist and health coach. And until next week, keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter.